Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate that. It is 8.35 on this Friday morning. It is the 23rd day of February 2024. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. I'm calling it a read on the road uh, this morning because I'm not in the studio. I'm up in Alexandria, uh, Virginia, and in a couple hours I'll be over at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. And it's so weird how people see this thing. You know, if you're a big-time liberal, you think this is the gathering of the devil. I mean, yeah, this is, you, you look at the mainstream media coverage of CPAC and you would think that it was just the worst thing that ever happened. Then you've got some conservatives who I know and like who think that it's a clown show because it's not the right conservatives. They don't, uh, you know, these are not serious people or these are radicals on some level. Everybody's taking a pot shot at CPAC. It's an interesting gathering of people. You've got very, very serious public policy folks who were there. You've got, you always have an Abraham Lincoln impersonator who's wandering around. You know, you got somebody dressed up as Uncle Sam. That's just politics. I mean, think, if you've ever been to big political events, there's always somebody dressed up as Uncle Sam at a Republican event. I'm trying to think of wh- who you who would you dress up as at a Democrat event. Maybe Uncle Sam. I mean, maybe. Although that's that's the American flag. That's kind of not super popular. Karl Marx, Vladimir Lenin at a at a Democrat convention. Well, anyway, at CPAC, it's pretty patriotic. American flags everywhere, and you know, it's it's like America. It's a it's a uh, an odd bunch of people who were all kind of battling it out over ideas. When I worked for Senator George Allen, the former governor of Virginia, who at the time I worked for him was a U.S. senator, he gave the keynote speech one year. And the senator is with us this morning. Do you remember that? I thought it went over pretty well. Uh, I think you followed yeah. Dick Cheney at that speech. All right. You have greater memory than I do, John. No, I, I remember speaking at, at CPAC many, many times. Uh, I, in fact, when I was governor, I spoke to CPAC, and they were in D.C., and I said, what are you all doing here in, in D.C.? Aren't you for right-to-work laws? <laughs> and, and I said, you need to have your future conferences in, in Virginia, right across the river. And uh, 
and it, and there, you know these conferences are right then as now are in the midst of the general assembly session, and so it was a, it was a you know, I don't know an imposition to have to go out of Richmond, especially up to Northern Virginia or D.C. And so they moved the conference to Virginia. So while I was governor, so I couldn't turn them down. I said, "Oh gosh, they moved. I've got to go to go to it." But it's it you know it's freedom of association and assembly. Um, and folks are sharing their ideas and their views, and there's a lot of energy and excitement at CPAC conferences. Now, I think now it's kind of Maryland. an interesting crowd. At, yeah, it's, yeah, it's at, at the Gaylord this time. Yeah, yeah which and, is a and great they're location. one of the. F- it's a great location. It's near the casino you if you want to go. <laughs> yeah. No, don't waste But you know, they're one of the casino. few, uh, uh, one of the few hotels that will host. A group of conservatives. That's something that's been concerning to me lately. There's a lot of these hotels. And it would be one thing if you said, hey, we're not going to do political events, but a lot of them will do left-wing Democrat events, but then won't host Republican events, which is odd. So I'm glad that the Gaylord will host them. And they're probably smart to be out of D.C. D.C. is cratering with the crime and and the high taxes. It's it's a real problem. And that's and that and that National Harbor is just such an easy go right over the Wilson Bridge, uh, which was a, a deal in that bridge that uh, Virginia, when I was governor, we had to get Maryland and D.C. to agree on on the design of that bridge, which was controversial. But the, the, but it's easy to get to it's right over the river, uh, easy parking. It's a big hotel, nice views, and all of that. So I, I'm yeah. surprised that the, any hotels would discriminate against folks. Uh, based on their political persuasion or their well, race or listen, any of that would be wrong they, as far as I'm concerned. They freak out. All the, all it takes is 100 phone calls from left-wing crazy activists and, and people freak out. So it's good that the game – I guess they want the money. You know, it is probably a big conference yeah. with a lot of money. Yeah. The General Assembly and Governor Young could have got some decisions to make here about whether Virginia – gets pulled down by the insanity of Washington, both city government and and the federal government. Are you tracking on the budget, and and you have any thoughts about what Governor Youngkin should do with the Democrat plans that are out there? Yeah, as governor, here's the kind of criteria I would look at any idea or any bill. Uh, you don't worry about the personalities or the partisanship. Is the criteria is pretty simple is will this bill or this idea make Virginia more competitive with lower cost of living or lower cost of doing business? Will it make Virginia safer, a a better educated state and more prosperous and growing or not? And if it's going to improve uh, Virginia as as a better and safer and less costly place to live, learn, work, and raise our families, yes. If not, you either veto it or amend it. And uh, one of the budget issues is this regional greenhouse gas initiative, which I call the regressive uh, gouging gimmicky idiocy, which adds about 4% to our electricity bills. And those of you all who are on Dominion, look at your your bill, even if you bill pay. There's 10% added to every month's bill, one for this regional greenhouse gas idiocy, that's about 4%. Another 4% is added on for the offshore wind boondoggle. Then there's about a, a 1.5% for clean energy, and then another 1% plus 
for this renewable energy program in Virginia. So that's 10% added to your power bill. If you look at Virginia's electricity rates, look at Virginia's income tax rates that the legislature doesn't want to follow Governor Youngkin's, I think, very good idea of reducing the income tax rate in Virginia. Tennessee's got a zero income tax rate. North Carolina's income tax rates are half, approximately half of what Virginia's are. Tennessee and, and, and North Carolina are booming. Virginia's population is stagnant and has been for 10 years. And so, and then you look at their electricity rates. Got to industrial rates in Tennessee are, are substantially less than Virginia. The same with North Carolina. And even Dominion customers that are in North Carolina, they don't have this added 10% and, uh, and for, that's imposed on Virginia. And this is imposed because of the legislature. And so Governor right. Youngkin wants to get out of this gimmickry, idiocy, tax on Virginians to send it to these northeastern states that are losing population. Uh, and so he's, he can line item veto that. And you actually use your hand with a pen, cross through it, that item, say, I veto this item. And he ought to sign his name as big as John Hancock's on the Declaration of Independence because he's looking out for the people of Virginia. Yeah, I hope he's going to embrace that role. I've I've heard from a couple of people that some of his staff people, I don't know if they're Virginians or not, are worried that he might hit the record for vetoes. And my, when I heard that's that, good. I said, listen, you tell, that'd be a great thing. I'd put that on a button and wear it on my jacket for the rest of my life if you're stopping bad things from happening. Exactly. No, and I think that, and I think that, I predict that Governor Youngkin will have a record number of vetoes if a lot of these ill-considered bad ideas that are either increasing the cost of living in Virginia, whether, whether it's electricity, whether it's taxes, and then some of these proposals would make Virginia less safe because they're looking out for, for violent criminals rather than victims and law-abiding citizens. So there's, there's a, a, if these things all pass, I think that he should be. And then his veto message will show to the people, this is why I veto this, because it's going to make your communities or your neighborhood less safe by releasing a violent criminal early, or this is, this is to reduce your electricity bill by 4% a month. They want to keep it increased by 4%. Or and, you know, some of the things that they're doing, uh, he won't be able to veto because they still want to keep forcing Virginians to drive battery-powered electric vehicles and yeah. be subjected to the bureaucrats of, of California. And so there's so many things that are happening in the Virginia General Assembly right now. They're turning Virginia into something like New York or New Jersey or California, which are all three of those states are high-cost states that are losing population. We need right. to be understanding, as Governor Youngkin is, that we're in competition with the Carolinas, Tennessee, and Georgia, and Florida. We're not in competition with New Jersey, New York, and Maryland, and those states. And so we've got to make Virginia just much more desirable and attractive for people to stay and, and to move to and be much more vibrant. And, and really, your best indication of where people are, are moving to is places with lower cost of living. They get more bang for the buck. And they have more freedom rather than restrictions. Yeah. Well, I hope that 
that that uh, people will encourage Governor Youngkin to use that veto pen uh, excessively in the next few weeks. And I saw that you were in town in Richmond this week at St. John's yeah. Church. Real quick, well, oh, what was, was that about? Great. Oh, that was fantastic. Historic St. John's Church was fantastic. It was kicking off uh, the Virginia 250. This is commemorating the 250th anniversary of our Declaration of Independence and Secession from the British Monarchy. And they had a reenactment of the, the famous assembly where Patrick Henry gave his immoral give me liberty or give me death speech. And they had uh, different actors reenacting George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Pendleton and Randolph and a variety. And it was just a great reenactment. And you just recognize the history, the, you know, the, the history of the United States of America runs through Virginia from Jamestown, obviously, where the first permanent English settlement was the oldest legislative body in, in the Western Hemisphere, which is the General Assembly. But then, you know, that, that George Washington, Patrick Henry led the spark to, to create a militia to fight against the British. You have Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence. George Mason, who wrote the Virginia Declaration of Rights, which became part of the Bill of Rights. James Madison, obviously, who maybe not obviously, but for your listeners, was the author of our Constitution. And, of course, George Washington, who led our armed forces and was our first president. So really, the United States of America, the cradle of it, was born here in Virginia. And that spirit and those guiding foundational principles still apply to the challenges we face today. And, uh, and they're all based on individual liberty, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, private ownership of property, and the rule of law to protect our God-given natural rights and have fair adjudication of disputes. Well, this will be a great uh, celebration of our American heritage. There's a lot yep. to celebrate, and I've, I was excited to see that that was such a positive kickoff. i got to run, but if your phone rings on Monday morning, I may be calling you. Guess who's coming on the show? Who? Kyle Petty I don't... is coming on the show. On, oh, on Kyle Monday, Petty, Monday. That, oh, that's great. You're going to talk about racing. We're going to talk about racing. He's coming to headline the Boy Scout Dinner in April, and so we're going to tell everybody about the Boy Scout Dinner. But I figured <laughs> that you might actually be interested in that interview, not just all the political interviews. I wanted to let yeah, you know well, about his, that on his Monday. Father, the, the, only, the only king I've ever liked is King Richard Petty, his there father, you go. <laughs> who, who did a fundraiser for me, believe it or not, in Danville when I was running for governor. I and thought that was king the Richard, king. Yeah. Yeah, he was. he's just the best. Number 43. Well, we appreciate you coming on every week. Uh, former Governor George Allen, thank you, sir. All right. Take care, John. Have a good time. Thank you. It's 849. Back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.